Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be no contact rule success story. Well, I've got a short email here from a guy who screwed up with a girl that he was dating, and he started employing the no contact rule. And so he shares what he did and how he turned things around because he basically turned this girl off by acting needy and smothering her to the point where he pushed her away and she no longer saw him as a potential romantic match. So I got a quote that I wrote on this topic and we're gonna jump right into his email. Because I know the majority of the people that come to me, this is the kind of situation that they're in. So the quote says, what is neediness? It's fear-driven behavior due to a false limiting belief about oneself. When someone does not feel like they are good enough or that they won't be loved, they try to force themselves into the other person's life. This naturally causes the other person to feel like they are losing their freedom. They will then withdraw from interacting with them and often flee. Freedom to be oneself is our natural divine state. All human beings resent the loss or potential loss of their freedom. By giving other people the space to stay or go without attachment, we create the conditions for them to willingly choose us or attract someone else that will. Control is an illusion that leads to dissolution of what or whom we seek to control. In other words, what you fear, you will attract. If you fear losing somebody or turning them off or you fear that they won't love you, you'll actually do and say things that make that happen. And that's what this guy basically did in the beginning. So let's go through his email. He says, hey coach, Thanks for your content and thanks to at least some, if not all, of your advice. I've successfully initiated no contact and have her on the way back. So he doesn't have her completely back all the way, but he's in process. And that's why I try to read a bunch of different email situations is because everybody's at different phases, different places and what they're trying to accomplish. And my goal as a coach is to give you the skills, the gifts, the tools, the fundamentals and help you fine tune your approach so you can achieve your outcomes. Because your personal outcomes are obviously going to be different from mine and the person next to you and everybody else on the planet for that matter. Short story is we were dating for a little over two months. Things were great, or so we thought. We were exclusively seeing each other and sex was out of this world from the get-go and she seemed perfect. She was busy with school, work, and has two kids. She wasn't sure that she was ready for a relationship and ultimately broke it off with me. What's well, the interesting thing? I'm not ready for a relationship. When a woman says something like that, she's basically, whenever you start hearing things like that, I'm not sure I'm ready for a relationship. She's basically in a way saying, slow your roll. Slow down. You're making me feel like I'm losing my freedom. You make me feel like you're smothering me. It's like chasing after a cat. When you chase a cat, the cat hauls ass. If you ignore the cat and you just live your life, the cat eventually tends to come back, look at you for a bit, then hop in your lap and stop, start purring. The week before she ended it, I got the dreaded I need some space talk. Desperate, I found your content and started reading and watching your videos. I had already fucked up by becoming needy that last week but I think I found you in time to salvage some of my pride. When she did break up with me, 
And so notice he found it right before the breakup happened. So he was a little prepared for what she might say. And that's why I go through these emails. Because obviously I can't discuss every single fucking situation in my book. The idea is these emails help you fine-tune your approach. And so you can learn what other guys and girls are doing right and wrong and learn from their mistakes so you don't make them in your own life. Because when you lose somebody that you really like and you get rejected when you didn't want to be rejected, it hurts. It stings. When she did break up with me, I said, okay, I respect your decision. If you ever change your mind, give me a call. And I left it at that. She sent me a text message on the night of the breakup saying she did care for me, but the timing wasn't right. I didn't respond. Yeah, it really doesn't require a response because he already told her. And Because what did he do? He was trying to give her the greatest gift that he could give anybody, which was the gift of his time. And her attitude was, eh. He's like, hey, get in touch if you change your mind. Obviously, she's texting him later that night, so that doesn't mean you try to set up a date with her. Just see ya. I'm not down with that. Because he wants to spend time with her romantically, and she's going, well, the timing's just not right. So in other words, if you look at it from a negotiation perspective, he's saying, I'm not down with this. I want sex and romance like we've had. And she's saying... No, the timing's not right. So in other words, she's coming back with terms that are not what he's looking for. What did he do? He walked away and he never looked back. So in that particular case, there's no point in responding to that. So I started dating using some of your techniques and I hooked up with a few girls over the next two to three weeks. I got to the point where I stopped thinking about her and then on day 30 of no contact and Valentine's Day of all days, she sends me a text. I don't know if you're mad at me, but I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to say hi. Scarcity creates value. She hadn't heard from him. She got the space that she wanted. He was living his life. Her attraction level started to creep back up on her. She started wondering about him. In other words, she started looking at the past through rose-colored glasses. And because so much time had passed... The fact that he was needy and pushed her away, it's like those emotions kind of dissipated and she was on Valentine's Day of all days thinking about that. She didn't have anybody obviously and she started thinking about him. She started missing him. He says, I let that sit for almost 24 hours. That's good. I would. You don't ignore somebody when they reach out after you walked away. But within 24 hours is what you want to do. What I talk about in my book is if it's after 7 o'clock at night, or text her or call her back the next day. Hey, it was busy. It was out with a friend. But I got your message. What's up? And I responded with, hi, you want a space? I'm doing great. Thanks. She almost immediately responded with, I'm so glad you responded. In other words, I'm so glad you're open to potentially giving me another chance and you gave me the space that I asked for. I've been thinking about you a lot lately and I am glad you're good. Again, I let that sit for almost a day and responded with, would love to see you again. Let me know when you're free to get together. You could grab a bottle of wine, come on over and we'll catch up. Pretty good. Textbook right out of seven principles getting next back. Because at this point, she's got to earn another chance with him. That's why you have her come to you. 
that shows that she, when she values you and she wants another chance, she'll do that. Shows she's flexible as well. And if she's not willing to do that, then you're not going to be willing to meet for lunch or talk on the phone or any of that shit. Unless you want to come over and see me, no thanks. It seemed like before the message was even sent, she responded with, I would love that! Exclamation point, exclamation point. High level of attraction at that point. She came over a few nights later and we fucked all night. She's a texter, and I think I got sucked into that game initially. Now, I do text her throughout the day, but it's mainly a sounding board for her, and my responses aren't dry, they're flirty and funny, and I limit the content. In other words, I always leave her wanting more. Just like if you notice your favorite TV show, there's always a fucking cliffhanger at the end. Now, why would they leave a cliffhanger at the end? Why would they leave some kind of unresolved thing at the end of the episode? It builds tension, and that tension only gets released when you tune in next week for the next episode. I used to force the conversation if there was a break in her texting, and now I just let it sit, because women are like cats, until she fires it up again. It's great. She is chasing, and I'm giving her space. She told me how safe she feels with me to the T. He puts, good deal, thanks so much. Well, good job, dude, for properly applying seven principles to get an X back. And for those of you who would like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page and book a phone or Skype audio coaching session with yours truly. You can also read my, if you haven't read it yet, to learn the fundamentals, you can read my book for free Maybe you're skeptical or you're new to my work. You can read for free on my website by subscribing to the newsletter. And if you really like what you read or you want to get an audio version of my book, you can go to audible.com and subscribe, and you can actually get my book for free. So I give you my best stuff for free. No expensive memberships or any bullshit like that. Because what I teach is the best. That's why I can give it away for free. Because I know you'll like it and love it so much that not only will you buy it, but you'll tell all your friends and family about it. And I will talk to you soon.